United in Action, C40 and COP27. My name is Reena Sander and I'm the author of the textbook De Moderne India, which is written in Norwegian. I'm also the founder of the NGO De Moderne India, which is based in Oslo, Norway. Right now, the whole world have their eyes on COP27 these days. Three quarters of the C40 cities are reducing emissions faster than their respective nation states. Mayors from all around the world have a clear message for global leaders at COP27. They are saying that the best way to protect people everywhere from rising prices, pollution, extreme weather, and more is to invest in cleaner and greener cities. The clean construction approach promotes a reduction of air pollutants from construction activities. In this episode, we have invited an expert, a guest who have in-depth and hands-on knowledge on how C40 cities work and clean construction. André Osru serves as senior advisor for the C40 clean construction program. Prior to joining C40, he worked at the climate agency for Oslo, for the city of Oslo, where he primarily focused on Oslo's transition to zero emission construction machinery and reducing indirect emissions from the buildings sector. Welcome to the Modern India podcast, Andrea. And as you can see, other people are also joining this live conversation. We are very happy to have you here today. And we are looking very much forward to listening to you and about the C40 network. Right now, Andrea, I understand that the C40 network represents over 582 million people and around one third of the global economy. I would like to ask you a few questions. Let me start with my first questions to you, Andrea. Many Indian cities are developing climate action plans to adopt to increasing risks they face because of climate change. How do mayors and C40 cities work? And how do you work at COP27? Okay, thank you, Rina, and thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you today. Um, yes, so C40 works in, in, in many different ways. I, I don't have the, the time to uh, sort of explain all the ways that C40 operates, but um, specifically related to, uh, to the COP27, um, you know, that it's, of course, an important event also for C40, even though it's uh, an event mainly uh, geared towards the nation states. Um, I think the main objective for, um, for C40 at the, at the COP uh, is to, to show the role of cities in, in solving the climate challenge uh, and also illustrate how, you know, nation states, they need the cities to meet their targets and also the cities need uh, the nation states and and uh, policy measures at the national level to be able to meet their climate targets that they have, and um, and as you said uh, in your introduction, um, three quarters of C40 cities are reducing emissions faster than their respective nation states. So it's it sort of shows how cities can have a role in, in leading the way in terms of uh, innovative climate policies and, and measures and in terms of technology, testing out technology, etc. So I think that's um, 
We've also seen seen over over time, I think, a um, increased presence of cities at at events like the COP. Uh, more understanding of the the role of cities in 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 re in solving the climate challenge. So I think that's um, that's a, a good development, uh, and the cities have to cooperate and collaborate with nation states to be able to together solve this this climate challenge. I think it's amazing the work that the cities are doing and especially the C40 network, the fact that you are so innovative and that you uh, develop innovative climate policies and the willingness to test new technologies. Um, André, Oslo is the chair for C40's Clean Construction Forum, the leading program driving forward positive carbon cutting measures from construction. How are you and how are the C40 network working on clean construction? Um, so, first of all, the, the clean construction program is, um, is, has two parts. Um, it has a, uh, a network that is the network of uh, the interested C40 cities uh, on this topic. We have today 41 of the 97 C40 cities are part of the clean construction network. Uh, and then uh, the second arm, if you like, is the, the clean construction forum, which is more how we or where we facilitate cities working together with the private sector um, and the business community. So we have these two, two arms. Um, for the network, you know, the a lot of the 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 way we work is to uh, to bring cities together, sharing best practices and policies, uh, compare notes a little bit, if you like, um, and then we also have some tools or some some measures that we we try to get cities to sign on to. We have something called uh, the Clean Construction Accelerator which uh, is a, a declaration uh, that uh, interested mayors will sign on to. Um, and the idea behind this is to, to pool sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the political power of, of, of large cities to send a clear market signal. So by having mayors signing these de this declaration or accelerator, as we call it now, um, they say in the future, we will uh, demand zero emission construction machinery by this date, for instance. And by doing that, we hope that uh, technology development will go faster and uh, that uh, you also get this, this market dialogue between the private sector and cities. Um, and then in addition to that, we, we have city industry dialogues where we bring to, together city uh, policymakers with uh, with private sector companies that deliver some of the technology and the solutions that cities need to to meet their ambition in the clean construction area. It's amazing that you actually bring the private sector along to have these city dialogues. And I like the fact that you are sharing cities, that they're sharing comparing notes. Um, and this leads me to another question. Uh, if we go from Oslo to India, cities such as Surat in India have published guidelines on clean construction practices adapted to local typology, building practices 
and degree of air pollution in Surat. This summer, another city in India, Ahmedabad, joined C40. I would like to know, and I'm sure the listeners would like to know, Andre, how does strategies in cities differ? Are they different? Uh, can um, the strategies you have in Oslo, in the Nordics, or in the in the Europe, can they be tailored to Indis, Indian cities? Does one solution fit all? Um, there's uh, there's definitely a need for locally adopted approaches and policy approaches, uh, you know, across C40 cities simply because the context and uh, and is so different from city to city um, we see for instance um, on the in the clean construction area where we look at both building materials and and construction machinery um, one example there is perhaps uh, retrofitting of buildings which is a it's a measure that we um, we uh, we push, if you like, uh, to increase uh, retrofitting and refurbishment uh, compared to demolition and 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 building new. But there's it's clear that there's a, a fundamental difference here between global north cities and and global south cities. In the global north, most of the buildings that will be standing in 2030 are, have already been built. Um, while in parts of the global south, this is not the case at all. There is rapid urbanization and need for, you know, uh, increased uh, housing, etc. So that in itself uh, means that pushing, uh, you know, only refurbishment is not, it's not um, a solution that will solve the problems in the global south. You also have to then switch to um, lower carbon uh, materials for new buildings that need to be built because the, the the need for new construction is much higher. That's one example, and you know also on the the machinery side uh, for construction machinery. Uh, obviously, the com the local context matters. Things like local air pollution, uh, the the local market or access to biofuels and the uh, technology development and availability of of zero emission machinery differs a lot uh, around the globe so um yeah c40 in in all the areas that they work they uh, it's very it's it's a very strong focus on on tailoring the solutions that being said you know we we do need to to push in the in the same direction obviously and we need to to have um, have uh, ambition uh, in all cities uh, around the globe uh, in terms of reducing emissions. So so that that that's um, that's the same across the board. I would say. Um, thank you for sharing this with us. And yeah, you are so right. The big cities that we see in Europe are yet to be built in a country like India. Uh, but I would like to go one step back to Oslo. Oslo is leading in clean construction and I understand that you have some guidelines uh, for for instance with uh, companies who want to um, work on certain projects. Uh, how did Oslo manage to become a leading city when it comes to clean construction? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. 
Oslo has uh, it, it is a leading city when it comes to switching to to um, to fossil free and zero emission construction machinery. I don't think there is any city in the world that has has come as far uh, in this area. And you can if you walk around Oslo now, you can uh, <laughs> with a trained eye, you can see at construction sites, these uh, battery electric uh, diggers, etc. around the city. So uh, for me, uh, that's that's very uh, interesting and nice to see. And the main the main policy measure that has been used to to make this transition is the the active use of public procurement. So Oslo, uh, they they put out uh, for municipal projects, which is a large uh, part of the market in Oslo, as much as uh, up to twenty percent of the construction market in Oslo is municipal projects. And uh, using their purchasing power in this area, they put out criteria for um, tender competitions for municipal projects that rewarded uh, suppliers that could, could, could bring along zero emission machinery. And this uh, led to a shift in the market. And, uh, and we see now that this also spilling over to private sector uh, projects. So... I think public procurement is the the one main po uh, policy measure that has has really worked in this area, uh, and then in addition to that, uh, Oslo is also looking at using their their planning regulation and and zoning permits to um, to influence how how non municipal projects or the requirements for non municipal projects in this area. I'm so proud that I live in Oslo and uh, listening to you, Andre, the fact that Oslo is doing so much uh, when it comes to this transition to clean um, construction. And it was really interesting to hear how you are using procurement as a strong tool uh, to, um, to make others be part of this uh, transition to a cleaner construction. Then I would like to go over to our last question to you and the question you're totally free to be a little bit crazy in when you want to answer that Andre if we look into the future we now have seven years left to reach the 2030 agenda for sustainable development what do you think we can expect in regard to clean construction please answer on behalf of Oslo but also worldwide okay thank you for that uh, that question um I like to break down the seven years we have left to 2030 in months because it it make it means that we have to to make progress every month until 2030 and we have now uh, 85 months left. Um, so it's just to uh, to underline the urgency uh, in a way. And another thing that uh, perhaps underlines the urgency in terms of uh, the construction sector at least is how much construction is going to happen in the world um, until 2030. So if we've looked at, you know, UN's population growth forecast um, for, for urban areas, and if, if, you, if you look at those, it implies that the world will build the city as a city the size of Stockholm each week, each week until 2030. So I think it goes without saying when you when you think about that that if we don't find a way of 
of constructing these Stockholms until 2030 in a different way than we have constructed them until now, the, that in itself will derail the, the, the targets in the Paris Agreement. So um, it also shows you know, the importance of the construction sector in, in taking its share of reducing emissions. Um, so those are uh, the challenges, but um, there's a lot happening. Um, so I think, I think what we will see until 2030 is um, we will see a switch to, um, to zero emission construction machinery. So battery or hydrogen uh, uh, versions of construction machinery. There's no, there's really no reason why we can't see the same technology development um, inside the a construction fence uh, for machinery as we have seen with private cars when it comes to electrification. Um, and likewise on on building materials, I think we will see a, a whole different um, consciousness around the use of, of materials in the built environment. Uh, I think we will see a lot more um, deconstruction rather than demolition of buildings so that you can reuse a, a large part of the, the building materials in buildings that are being torn down or rather deconstructed. Um, we will also see a push both through public procurement and, and other measures on finding alternative construction material. Um, of course, there, is a, there are many challenges uh, re related to this and to, to make this switch uh, fast enough. Uh, but I, I remain an optimist and I, I do think we will see huge changes in the construction sector uh, moving towards 2030. So um, let's all hope we can construct uh, tomorrow's cities in a different way than we have so far and of course the built environment is is uh, is a broad sector in many ways so it's not just about how we construct it's also how we plan cities and um, uh, and how we use buildings that we use buildings for multi-purposes etc so it's the whole the whole sort of urban fabric has to has to change in a way but uh, we do see a lot of positive signs around c40 cities in this area. So I do remain an optimist, but we have to do something every month. Andre, I think you have all the reasons to be an optimist, given the fact that Oslo is actually leading the way when it comes to clean uh, construction. And I think our listeners, you gave them a very nice insight on how batteries or hydrogen will be the solution uh, for, for construction sites. And the fact that we only have 85 months left. And it's interesting when you say that every month uh, there is a city of Stockholm. Thank you very much for joining this conversation with us, um, Andre. We have really learned a lot and we are so much looking forward to publish this conversation. I would like to um, wish you a very nice week. And again, I would like to thank you for sharing your knowledge on the transition to clean construction with the Modern India podcast listeners. A big thank you from the bottom of my heart, Andre, and all the best for you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to participate. So thank you again. Bye bye.